Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Jav Kickle, CEO, founder of the Freedom Day Method, and also founder of T-Works Coworking. So, Jeff, appreciate you being in the show. Show, thank you so much. Thanks, June. I appreciate you. Um, glad to be on today, and I'm super excited. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Again, I'm I'm really glad you being in the show. And Jeff, before we delve into this uh, Freedom Day method that you have yeah. um, about the struggles that you have in your business, like more about your business, can you tell me like how, how did you start it? Where did you get this uh, drive and enthusiasm mm-hmm. that you have in doing what you do? Well, I mean, I, I started uh, I started in the financial services industry about almost 30 years ago now and uh, had come from advertising, was looking for, uh, I was looking for a new career and I had absolutely zero training in the finance industry. Went to work for a great firm that over 17 years really taught me how to, you know, it taught me about the financial industry, but I kind of reached the pinnacle of what I wanted to do, left there, went to another firm. I realized it just wasn't who I was or what I wanted to do. Um, And at that point in time, I was kind of going through this little entrepreneurial journey in my head. Um, I I really wanted to start my own business. And I was working for a firm that I did just did not get along with the owners. Um, Mm -hmm. And after about a year, I just realized I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and prior to that, I'd written my first book. Um, I was looking for ways to market it. And one of those ways I looked at was, well, why don't I start a podcast? And then I realized, well, maybe I actually need to listen to a podcast first before I start one. And just so happened, came across a podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire. And John Lee Dumas, who ran that show at the time, you know, he was doing a, the first daily podcast, basically. And he was interviewing all these amazing entrepreneurs. And I just started to become obsessed <laughs> with listening to him. And I was listening to it like all day long. I would do it at double speed so that I could get through as many as I could. And I came to the realization that I had always been an entrepreneur. I was just an entrepreneur inside other people's companies. Mm. And it was time that I do it for myself. So um, unlike what I teach people now, um, I didn't really do a lot of planning beyond the fact that I decided I wanted to start a co-working space because there was a need for that in the town that I lived in. Mm. So I'd gone through all the planning for that, figured out how to do it, and then realized that I couldn't do it without quitting my job because the company that I was working for, the financial firm, would not allow me to stay an employee and have like a whole nother business along the side. So I ended up quitting my job, uh, starting this business, uh, or starting one of my businesses. Um, That led to starting my own individual financial practice, which I would never recommend starting two businesses one time. Uh, There was kind of a weird identity crisis with the people that were around me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then over the next eight years, I went on to start six different businesses, seven different businesses. Um, In the last year and a half, I've sold two of those for seven-figure exits. Um, I have consolidated down. I closed some businesses, consolidated down to today, which is basically I have three businesses. One is a co-working slash real estate business. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's the T-Works world. Um, Freedom Day Wealth and and the Freedom Day method process that we'll talk about 
um, is another business. And then I have what I call CPTX Media, which is my propaganda arm for everything I do. It publishes, you know, podcasts, uh, YouTube channels, books, mm. all that kind of stuff. So that that's kind of that. the world according to Jeff at this point. Which is pretty amazing. And that extensive, um, that's the extensive experience that you have mm-hmm. in the financial um, space. Yeah, I believe that also like gives you like leverage and like doing your businesses. And that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of businesses. So um, just a, a quick question about like establishing or building these businesses that you have. Yep. What's like the, the greatest struggle in like building like an actual business, like yeah. starting from the ground? Well, and, and I was telling you, you know, I mean, I, my previous practice, one of the things I sold out of was, was a financial practice that I'd helped to build. Um, my partner bought me out and relaunch it. I'd forgotten all the struggles of starting a business. Um, but this year, you know, officially starting in 2023, I launched, you know, Freedom Day Wealth, the Freedom Day Method, all this type of stuff, all at one time. And what you don't realize is you get used to having things built. And when you're having to build things from absolute ground zero, um, it's, I, I forgot how much you just forget all those little bits, pieces, and parts, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I need to send something to a client. Oh crap. I didn't have that built. I need to quickly create this, you know, and a template or whatever. Um, I will say the one thing that I have done differently this time, launching all of the businesses that I have kind of almost like a relaunch this year, um, has been building processes and automations and everything else that honestly has been the greatest thing that I've done. I literally, because a lot of these things are just me right now involved. And instead of just me going out there and doing things, what I'm doing is everything I'm doing, I'm actually documenting and creating processes and figuring out, okay, is there some way I can automate this process so that I eliminate the need to hire somebody right now Mm. and I could just, you know, have all these automations built in. And so that, that is, I think the greatest thing that's happening this time around is I'm building, but I'm, you know, it may take a little bit longer at the beginning to build all the processes, but once they're built, you don't have to build them again, or you don't have to do repetitive things over and over. Okay. And it will help you in the long run. Oh yeah. Like definitely well, for, for like, and it's going to help as I recruit people in, you know, as the build the business builds to the point where I need, you know, people in the business, all this stuff is built. So it'll make it easier to train them. You know, I can just say, okay, here's the, here's our SOPs. Here's the automations that we have. Here's where you fit into that mix. And one of the thing that you've learned hmm. in building these businesses that you came up with is yep. this, this method that you yep. have. So that's one of the thing that. Yeah. I, the I'm freedom day method. About. Yeah. You know, I've, I've spent 30 years doing financial planning for clients, you know, and I've, I've done a lot of good for clients over the years. Um, but I came to the realization when it comes to the financial you know, planning process, um, most of the financial planning process was created by big financial firms. So insurance companies, um, mutual fund firms, brokerage firms, all of them have kind of created the training for our industry. And they've created this training around 
amassing these amounts of money. And, you know, people are sitting there going, well, I need a million dollars to retire or $2 million to retire, or I don't know what I need, or, you know, I only have $100,000 right now and I've got to get to 2 million to be able to retire. Well, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to retire. So people just give up uh, and just say, well, I'm going to work forever. And I, I came to the realization really out of my own life, but certainly for others that the, the term retirement just wasn't working anymore. Um, people, you would talk about retirement with people that were younger and they're like, well, it's 40 years away. I don't need to learn. And then, you know, the, the millennial generation and Gen Z is about, Hey, I want to live life today. I don't want to live life for 40 years down the road where I don't work. You know, I, I work to live. I don't live to work, which is a big generational shift that I saw mm. happening from my generation, Gen X the the baby boomers who were before us and the greatest generation we were taught and we just are built from you just work hard you work hard you work hard you work hard you save money and you'll be there um gen you know the the millennial generation and gen z are about i, I don't want to i don't want to work a ton i want to be smart about working i want to enjoy life i want to do things today and experience life as it goes versus postponing life for 40 years. Mm -hmm. So that's where Freedom Day came from. Uh, Freedom Day is the first day that you wake up and you have a work optional lifestyle. You wake up and you have all the money or, or enough money or enough cash flow to be able to not have to get up and go to work that day. And the Freedom Day method is my process to help people get there as quickly as possible. With most of the clients that I work with, we can get them to Freedom Day, their first work optional day in 10 years or less. How we do that is one, get their, you know, it's kind of a four-step process. Mm. One, you got to figure out where you're at today. So you got to figure out what your cash flow is. How much are you bringing in? How much is going out? What can be eliminated from that budget to make it better? How can you increase you know, how do you increase the income and reduce the expenses so that you have positive cash flow? And then you need to figure out from your budget what your minimum required income is, your MRI. That is what it takes to run your household without a lot of frivolity. Okay. That is where you're at. Once you have enough cash flow, not necessarily income, but cash flow to replace 125% of your MRI. So when you're 125 percenter, you now have reached your freedom day, okay? So how do we get them there? Well, we get them there, the freedom day process or the freedom day method is first off, figure out where you're at. Second, we're gonna have them do a bucket list. We want mm -hmm. them to start thinking about things, short-term, long-term, um, things that are once in a lifetime things, we want to get them thinking about those. And we're going to use those as rewards along the way. So instead of saying, well, wait until you're 40 and then you get to, you know, downsize your house, buy a crappy mm -hmm. car, go on one cruise per year and wear black socks and sandals, reward yourself along the way. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's travel, sometimes it's an experience, sometimes it's a whatever. Now that we know where we're at, and where we want to go, 
then we have, we have to retrain our brain because people that are what I call cubicle warriors, they're those people Mm -hmm. that get up and go to work every day. Sometimes it's at the kitchen table, but a lot of times it's going in and sitting in a cubicle and dying a little bit every day. They need to retrain their brain away from, okay, I go in, I work 40 hours, I get a paycheck, and then I take from that paycheck a little bit of money to do life. We need to change their brain a little bit. We need to make them think in the terms of not that I can't afford to that or I can't afford to do that. We need to make them think about how do I afford to do that? Mm-hmm. So we start them by creating a uh, some kind of freedom engine, start a little side business, even drive Uber or something like that. I mean, anything that makes you go, I need to make I need to start making an income or a cash flow so that I can afford to do some of those things on my bucket list. We start retraining our brain. Now that we've done a few, we've rewarded ourselves by by doing a few bucket list items, we get to a point where we've started to build more cash flow. We've started to build cash flow. A lot of times it's active cash flow. We're directly involved in it. Now we want to start teaching them to use that cash flow to buy assets that generate passive income. Might be real estate. It might be creating a business. It might be buying a business. You could buy a franchise or something. Uh, But whatever that is, it's something passive that you don't necessarily have to do the work every day and money keeps coming in. Once I've gotten to that point, I can build that passive income, maybe a little bit of a combination of the passive and active income to replace my job. And then at that point, I'm at Freedom Day and I'm at a decision point. Do I continue to work at the job that I'm at or do I launch off and leave? And I always explain to people, when you hit Freedom Day, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to go to work and you're going to be gloriously happy because you don't have financial stress anymore. Mm. You know, you have enough income coming in that it's replaced your minimum required income. May not have replaced your salary yet, but it's replaced your minimum required income. So if something, you know, you lost your job, you have enough income coming in that you have no stress. So if you like your job, you may still stay there, but you're going to be a really good employee because Mm. you don't have to be there. You don't, you're not doing it for money. You're doing it because you love it. Mm. The other decision point is if you hate your job, you are going to be the worst employee possible because (laughs) you know you don't need to be there and you're not going to take crap from anybody. And it's very likely that somewhere along the line, somebody's going to piss you off and you're going to say, screw it, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm going to go off. Or you reach that point and you're like, I hate my job. I'm going to leave. I've got enough income to replace 125% of my MRI. I'm now going to go off and I'm going to focus my efforts on maybe creating more freedom engines, more passive income sources so that I can, you know, replace my whole salary that I had or, you know, even more. I mean, that's what happened for me. Um, I, you know, went off, I launched businesses. I, you know, I have podcasts, I had YouTube channels. I mean, I have like 18 to 20 different sources of income that come in Mm. on a monthly basis. I didn't have that at the beginning. It took me years to build that. But to this day, I I sit there and go, "Eh, you know, if I don't want to work one day or if I decide, you know, this year I I made the decision that I was only going to work four days a week. 
Um, and that doesn't mean that, you know, the, the whole industrial mindset of work, you know, you have to work 40 hours a week or you have to work 50 hours a week. I, I don't. I mean, I most often work about 30 hours a week. I make more income today than I've ever made in my life. And I work less than I've ever worked. Mm. Um, and that's really my goal is to stop working a ton and I live my bucket list. You know, I mean, I'm learning to play guitar because I've always wanted to learn to play guitar. Well, <laughs> I needed time in my schedule to do that. So that, you know, I leave work at four o'clock every day and I go home and practice guitar. Um, I'm going to Germany later this year. I've wanted to learn a language enough to have a conversation. Okay. I spend 20 minutes a day learning German because I'm going to go to Germany. Uh, you can't do that and work a 70 or 80 hour work week like I used to. I agree. And how you explain this freedom, uh, freedom day, it's method. Mm -hmm. It's, it's pretty simple. Like it's, um, it, I know you, you entirely yeah, understand the, the concept about it and you're out, you're experiencing it right now and you're out yeah. there helping other people to experience the same thing. That's mm -hmm. like, the, the, I mean, that's my, when, when I received, when I got to that point myself, for me, that was, okay, now I've got to give back. I've got to give mm -hmm. back to the people that are out there that are, that are the me's, you know, those people. I was that guy that sat in the cubicle and I sat in that cubicle for 25 years before, well, for about 20 years, I sat in that cubicle, you know, sitting there going, God, I hate coming into work every day. <laughs> I mean, I literally got to the point cause I got laid off in 2003. Uh, not for very long. It was for like a two week period of time, but it really had a, a psychological effect on me because I was, you know, I was the company guy. I mean, I got up, I went to work every day. And from that point on for another almost eight years, I lived in fear of losing my job. And I would, you know, I lived for Fridays. I lived for vacations. And every Sunday I get this little, I would get this little, feeling in the pit of my stomach about, oh God, I got to go to work Monday and I'm going to get, you know, something's going to happen and I'm going to get fired or laid off or whatever. Completely irrational fear. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I did that and I did that for a good solid almost eight years, eight, nine years. Um, and the one thing I will tell you, the scariness of starting a business still was not as scary as, as having to to go to work on Monday mornings. <laughs> and by the way, um, I I love the um, Jeff. I love the sincerity that you mm -hmm. um, that you are um, where where you're coming from. It's just mm -hmm. pretty amazing. Yeah. So, um, like what I've told you earlier, a lot of mm -hmm. um, listeners that we have are in small to medium sized businesses. Yep. So this information that you provided to us, it, it's it's pretty helpful for these um, mm -hmm. demographic of people. And how about keeping up to be specific? Um, by the way, the thing that I like the most about that method that you have is like the third part about rewiring the brain. Yep. So it's like starting from within, like identifying or like changing your identity, like thinking in a different way, like thinking that you're not just working, working, working for the weekend, something like that. Yeah. So that's what I like the most. Um, Anyways, the thing that um, I wanted to ask you next is about the trends and development. So mm. especially with media right now, internet, yep. it's changing so fast with, with the mm. softwares out there, especially with chat GPT. Yep. So how do you keep up with this latest trends and development? 
Well, this was, you know, I was, I, I you know, the, the hilarious part is, I mean, chat GPT has been out for years, but it's really, I would say what, three months, three, four months that it's really kind of been in the news. Um, mm. I hadn't even heard of it prior to, I, I guess I started hearing about it in January. Um, and the interesting thing is my, my VA was using it. She was kind of using it for some of the stuff like content topics and things like that. And, you know, for me, a big part of my business is promotion. It's, it's getting my information out there. So, you know, with three or four different brands, a couple different podcasts, things like that, content creation is just an absolute must because that's how I get out there. And I would say for a lot of businesses, you know, content creation should be out there too. It should be a part of their SEO. You know, you should have blog articles on your website because that'll drive people into your website and everything else. Mm -hmm. So I really hadn't used it. And it was funny because I kept hearing about it. And then I would go to their webpage and I would say, hey, I want to sign up. And it's like, hey, we're maxed out. You can't get in. Well, I finally figured a backdoor in uh, by using my Google account. And I got in there and I started playing around with it. And it, it was funny because my my VA and I had this, we've had this thing going on. Uh, she created a document. Um, you know, it's basically like the top 20 financial topics that people want to know about. So we had some ideas for shows to do on the, on the YouTube channel. And I was like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to take those and like expand out. And so we have this document now that is like 90 pages long of all this back and forth that we've done, but it gave us all this, you know, these ideas to kind of pull from. And then I started using it. Um, I would go out there and do something like that. Hey, I need to, I need to create a bunch of YouTube shorts. So what are the top 20 ideas or 20 concepts that people want to know about like, an example in my industry, the whole Freedom Day thing is somewhat similar to the FIRE movement. Uh, so financial independence retire early. I disagree with them on a lot of stuff, but it's it's a much more well-known concept. Fire Freedom Day is my thing and it's not well-known yet. So I said, okay, what are the top 20 topics in the FIRE movement? And it, like in two seconds, created this entire thing. And then I went through and I said, okay, chat GPT, here's this concept. Write me a, a, YouTube, a YouTube short script under 60 seconds for this topic. Click. It, pits, you know, it shoots it out. <laughs> and it's literally like, say this, do this, add this, you know, add this slide, you know, blah, 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 blah like that. And so I took that and I'm like, okay, now I'm just a trained monkey out front. All I do is read what it says, maybe you know, make a few changes to it, read what it says, boom. And we created so much. Then I started, you know, realizing, okay, these are great topics. Let me go in, you know, because I love to write, but mm -hmm. it's a hard time, you know, some it's just hard time to get time to just sit down and write. And so I started just creating blog articles uh, for my websites. And I would go in and say, write a 1500 word, you know, SEO optimized article uh, on X topic. Boom, it pops it out in like five seconds. I would go back in, I'd rewrite it kind of in my fashion, meaning mm -hmm. I'm going to put my personal story in there, tweak it, whatever I need, but it's already mostly created. It's, it writes mm -hmm. well. 
Um, run, it, yeah, run it through Grammarly, which is another outstanding AI tool. And I'm creating on average 10 to 15 blog articles a week now. And I spend about three hours doing that. Um, and that they're all SEO optimized for my, my web pages because my web pages are that, or that place where I want to draw people into. And I don't mm. want to pay to get people to go to my web pages. I want to draw them in via SEO. Well, if you can produce a ton of content of that SEO optimized content, it's going to start driving people into your website. It's a long-term play, but it's going to start driving people mm -hmm. into those top end funnels, which are my website. And then on the website, I've got, you know, kind of the tip, that's the tip of the funnel for other funnels that drive people down my different sales processes. Agree and agree also about the part that you're rewriting it because yeah. um we all know that a Google is like penalizing all this AI written thing. But as mm -hmm. of right now, probably it might change yeah. in the future. Because well, this is the thing. Now, if you use Google's AI one, then they don't penalize you. If you use Chat GPT, <laughs> because that Elon Musk, who was who was one of the founders of, of Chat GPT, um, and he was yeah, he and Larry Page have had a little back and forth going on. So if you use Google's version, yeah, we're not going to penalize you, but you know, you, you still need to, if you're going to write an article, you need to put personal stuff in. You know, I, I use the Russell Brunson format, you know, which if, for those that don't know, Russell has written amazing books, uh, expert secrets, dot-com secrets, traffic secrets. And in those books, you know, I mean, Russell gave you a, a, a framework for articles or chapters or whatever. And it is, you know, story, tactics, strategies, or well, story, strategies, tactics, um, end result. And if you read any of Russell's books, if you watch things that he's done, it always starts with a personal story, then the, the strategy itself, then the mm -hmm. tactics, then, you know, an end result, either his result or somebody else's result. And I, that's the format that I use for writing articles. So that's not going to happen in chat GPT, but I then just quickly go in, take that, you know, usually it's got the tactics and the strategies in there. And then mm -hmm. all I have to do is put in my personal thing and an end result, maybe a client result or whatever, boom, instant article. And it's, it's mine and unique. But that, you know, one, I already, I don't have to come up with my story. It's already in my head. Um, and the end result, I know what the end result is. So it's pretty easy to quickly go in and edit those. Um, last Friday, I think before I left the office, I had five articles that I had quickly written on GPT on Thursday. Um, I spent maybe 40 minutes editing those four articles or five articles, adding my personal stories into them and then shot them off to my uh, my team here. And they had them loaded up onto the website and we're promoting them throughout the week, this week. Mm. That's made things like- It's, like it's amazing. Like I said, I mean, I, I was, like I said, I feel like I was a late bloomer. I, I mean, <laughs> once again, it's only been three months, but I, you know, we're, we're making up for that three months, I will tell you. Yeah, it helps a lot, especially with um, outlining. Yeah. and. It takes like so much load off from your plate, um, mm -hmm. making you to do like a lot more like important things. Yeah. Right. And um, 
with these foundation that you have, especially with um, the experience that you have in financial um, space, a financial service space, also in building a business, it's constantly changing. A lot of things are constantly changing, like this mm -hmm. change that we just talked about right now. Yeah. But things that like doesn't really change much is like the foundation that we have, like the mm -hmm. core tenants, yep. uh, like the core principle that you have. So can you share to us, Jeff, what is like the, the core principle that you have that um, became your foundation and building what you have right now? Well, you know, I th it, and it gets back to kind of what we talked about with the with the Freedom Day method. You know, the core principles are cash flow. That the change or the difference for me was going from that asset based approach. You know, so what you would tell a client before, or what I would tell a client before, okay, well, you need to save, you know, let's say a million and a half dollars. Okay, mm -hmm. so you need X amount of dollars per year to live on. You need $80,000 a year. Well, what, you know, what the industry tells us is for every million dollars, you can generate 4% per year from that million dollars. So that's 40 grand. So that means if I need 80,000 and I have no other sources of cash flow coming in, so I don't have social security, I don't have anything else, pensions or anything like that, I need $2 million to generate $80,000. Well, what we focus on or what I focus on when I work with clients now is cash flow. So we focus on, okay, how do we generate? I don't care what, what assets you have as far as mm. the asset value. I look at what is that asset generating? And let's say it's real estate. Well, real estate, you know, I mean, the average deal that I make, I mean, I target 25%, you know, cash on cash, on cash return. So, you know, at a minimum 25%. Okay, well, I don't need... $2 million to generate 80,000 if I've got a 25% cash on cash return. So I, I don't really worry about what I've amassed when it comes to assets. I worry about what income can I generate? Um, you know, I look at the, the cash on cash return of the practice that I just sold. Well, I mean, it wasn't, you know, I didn't put a ton of money in. I put a lot of time and effort and work. And then I got a chunk of change or chunk of cash and an income stream out of that. Um, that's a much better use than me say, you know, spending the last eight years saving all that money to maybe or maybe not generate the same amount of cash flow. Does that make sense? Definitely. So that's so, the core principle is cash flow. Amazing. Amazing. Which is um which is pretty valuable if definitely if you are in a business or even like just mm -hmm. starting a business. Yeah. So um, what are like the tactics, um, not tactics, but uh, metrics? What metrics do you use to measure like the success of this business that you got here? Uh, so I basically use, um, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of OKRs. So objectives and key results. So what I do is I figure out what my objectives are. What am I trying to accomplish? Um, and then what are the key results I need to do to get to that objective? Uh, that you'll see that behind me. That's mm. that's my what I call my battle board. Um, it's a 13 week sprint that I do throughout the year. So every every 13 weeks I redo it and I go. And what I have is the the left hand side right there. Left hand side are the main objectives. You know, so this is the objectives that need to be accomplished uh, or or that I'm trying to get to. 
And then all of that stuff here is the key results. And they're all on sticky notes. And basically that tells me all the stuff that I need to accomplish each week, each key result to get myself to my objective that I'm trying to accomplish by the end of the, the quarter. And mm, all I, I do is that tells me every week, okay, here's you know all that stuff vertically. Those are all things that need to be done during the week. I have a little sheet that I write all this stuff down on, and then I figure out what I'm going to do each day. So I have like little mini objectives and key results. Each day I've got three key results that need to be accomplished. I get those done and then I take them off the board behind me. And so you'll see, I just did this on Friday. So it's loaded up for the entire quarter. Mm. Then, you know, I'll peel those off as I accomplish them. And if I don't accomplish something, it stays on the board. That becomes my top priority for the next week that I absolutely need to get accomplished because I'm behind. And that things that make things um, pretty efficient. Oh yeah, I I accomplished so much more today than I ever do. You know, and like I said, it's automation. I mean, I consider like ChatGPT automation. Um, I consider you know Grammarly when it comes to those type of things. Like if I'm writing, Grammarly is a major automation because I can program it to write similar to the way I like to write. And so it'll rewrite something that ChatGPT does, and then I add my stories in. So that's there. Um, you know, it's it's just that constant flow, and it keeps me on track. Um, you know, I'll give you an example, like fitting time in today. I knew I had this podcast interview, and I had about an hour. Um, you know, one of the things I needed to accomplish, one key result I needed to accomplish today is I needed to do five shorts for this week for my YouTube channel, because we're really pushing and launching our YouTube channel. Well, I just quickly kind of brainstormed some ideas on ChatGPT, had had it write scripts for me. I quickly changed those scripts. I was able to record five YouTube Ooh. shorts uh, that I'll use on other stuff too, on Instagram and, and TikTok in you know less than 40 minutes. I edited three of them, launched them onto the YouTube shorts, you know, super fast. Yeah. So, you know, once again, it's like, okay, once you know what you need to do, then you're sitting here and you're like, okay, I finished the project this morning. I had an hour before this interview. Okay. Let me go ahead and bang, you know, some of that stuff out very quick. But if I didn't have that on my schedule, I might be sitting here going, oh, let me go through my, you know, my uh, emails and, mm -hmm. and look through my emails and spend an hour doing that. Or let me go on social media and then I get mired into watching, you know, Facebook shorts of cats and stuff like that. So uh, knowing what you need to do, having objectives and key results helps you to get to where you need to be. Totally agree with that. 100%. 100%. And uh, for the last question that I have, this is like a typical question that yep. um, I ask every person at an interview is that what advice can you give to these small, medium-sized businesses, mm -hmm. listeners that we have who wanted to scale further their business? Yep. Well, I mean, I think I told you this. You know, I use an acronym in my business when it comes to accomplishing things. So, you know, once again, I, I start with objectives and key results, and then I put them through a filter of the acronym IDEA, I-D-E-A. So first off is identify. So identify, all right, what needs to be done? or what, what appears to need to be done. Um, so I make a list. 
And then from that list, I figure out what can be delegated. So I'll go through my little task list and I'll say, okay, this is something I can delegate to one of my staff. Or can I hire somebody, you know, like YouTube editing? I, I, I bill at $250 an hour. Why am I sitting there, you know, editing YouTube stuff when I can pay my virtual assistant? Or if she gets bogged down, I can hire somebody on Fiverr for $10 or $15 to edit a video really quick. Uh, so that's delegate. Then eliminate. There are things that I go down that list and I'm like, why am I even doing this? Get rid of it. And I just scratch it off the list right then and there. Then if I see there's repetitive things that keep showing up, I figure out ways to automate those. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's that I'm going to spend an extra two hours figuring out an automation to do something. Um, I'm going to figure out that automation, build it, and then now it's automated. So a, a great example is in my practice, you know, I have two major lead sources that send leads in to my business. So I was getting bogged down with trying to follow up with emails and texts and phone calls and all this. Well, I found a software that is designed for the financial services industry and works specifically with the two lead services that I work with that basically 100% automates the process. So the only thing I have to do is every day it builds a call list for me. So first off, if a, if a lead comes in, it comes in via email, it automatically phone calls me and it will connect me with that client. If I don't have time, I just let it go. But it also builds a call list for me every single day. And all I have to do is go in there and I just go down that call list and I can actually click via that software. It goes right to my phone makes an outbound phone call to the client. I either leave a message or talk to them. And then I'm done for the day. Once that list is gone, my call list is done for the day. Well, that is, I mean, that blasted my business off mm -hmm. uh, because also behind the scenes, it's also sending out emails. It's sending out texts to the clients. I don't have to do any of that. I built it once and now that's all automated. And it allows me one person to run the whole business you know, from the from the uh, the financial aspect or the, you know, the the salesperson aspect of the business, <laughs> it's 100 percent automated. So is that scalable for the future? Absolutely, um, because I can hire somebody to do all that stuff very easily. I could plug them into the same system I'm there with. Amazing. And the information that you just provided to us, yep. you actually provides an actual structure and how to do things. Yep. And. Jeff, we can consider those as a liquid gold. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm pretty uh, amazed how simple uh, you deliver things are. That mm -hmm. means that you completely understand the concept. You've been using these concepts that you have. And it's it's just amazing for us. So um, if anybody wants to connect with you or wants to reach out with you, want to partner with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, so a couple places. Uh, for information in general, uh, Freedom Day or well, Freedom Day FreedomNationPodcast.com. That's my podcast. I actually talk about a lot of this type of stuff on the podcast all the time. Um, the other way is LinkedIn. I'm a huge LinkedIn guy. So connect mm -hmm. with me on LinkedIn. It's just, you know, search for Jeff Kickle, J-E-F-F-K-I-K-E-L, um, and connect with me and just say, hey, you saw it on June's podcast. So I know where you came from. Um, and I, there to help. I'm, I put out a lot of stuff. Um, 
getting ready to launch. I do a keynote speech called Procrastination for Fun and Profit. And I'm getting ready to launch a, a training on all this stuff behind me uh, very, very soon here. I'm actually filming it over the next couple of weeks. So just connect with me and, and you'll see the kind of stuff I'm promoting about that. And pretty excited to see that soon. And again, Jeff, we just experienced a, a poor of liquid gold um, from you. Everything that you provided to us, it's just super insightful. And uh, again, that would be very helpful to the listeners that we have. So you've, you've provided so much value from your end. And I hope you like keep on doing the same thing for other people. So again, you're coming from a place of abundance. You just keep on providing, providing um, for other people to experience the, uh, this abundance, abundance that you're experiencing. So again, it's our honor to have you in the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you. And for folks that you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, make sure that you give June a good rating um, and comment and share and all that kind of stuff. Because this is, you know, I, I run multiple podcasts and it's it's sometimes you feel like you're talking to nobody. So make sure that you're you're communicating and uh, you're going to get more good stuff like this and let him know what you want to see. Appreciate that. Appreciate that a lot, Jeff. And again, it's our it's our honor to have you in our show. And for everybody who's listening, guys, see you in the next episode. Cheers.